0: Hello and welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. Hey everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. How are you
1: feeling? you're new to the show, we are just a duo. Yeah, doing we're just our thing. a dynamic duo. <laughs> We've been doing this for six years and uh, started during our transition from our 20s to our 30s. And just to kind of plug this particular episode's topic, we started this when I was very very single. Mm-hmm. In the beginning I talked a lot about like my dating life and mm-hmm. all of that and there's been such a transition I think for both of us as far as how we show up to intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. And you know, we hear this idea of like conscious partnership, conscious mm-hmm. all these things and like I don't think I got it until I don't I don't think I I've gotten it wholly, but it's like I'm now much more Aware, and I can sense when I'm kind of in that pocket mm-hmm. of like consciousness, whether it's with friendship, romantic partnership with myself. It's like once you feel it, you can't unknow it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think the important part for me that I realized was being the best version of yourself in mm-hmm. relationship. And that means you can be going through experiences, but I felt like previously it was like, and this was on me, obviously, you know, I'm attracting these things, but it wasn't the norm to always be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Or the most expanded version of you in relationship. And I think for romantic relationships, I mean, gosh, the beginning. Oh my God, the stories we
1: used to say. I know.
0: So crazy. (laughs)
1: And then remember like they would listen. Yeah. So many people that I (laughs) dated (laughs) would tune in. And I'm like, hey man, that's actually not a part of the contract here. A hundred percent. You're not supposed to tune in. But yeah, I would I would actually feel a little bit bad. You got to do I what would, you got to do. Because I would rip. I, would I always think about that with so
0: many public figures and podcasters. I'm like, what do you... I'm like, if you're dating, you have so much material. But then also you're caught. I
1: know. All the time. <laughs> like you just are like busted. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling, you know? And I think we've both experienced that throughout the years, Over whether we're talking about family, friends, partners, it's like, That feeling of either them listening. Oh, yeah. Finding out and you're like, "Mm." I get a pit in my stomach. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. But it sucks because some of the stories were some of the best. I know. Like just ripping
0: (laughs) on my family. (laughs) 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 And just like going in and being, because it is, it's like, that's what I would say if we weren't being recorded. So it's hard because you're like, I want to honor and respect. But I do remember one time when. My mom had listened to one. I mean, if you listen repeatedly, you know. And I had that pit in my stomach. I was like, ooh. It was like that feeling of, I was like, ooh, bu- I was busted. Yeah. You know, and not completely, but I was just like, ooh, there's really, you have to apologize.
1: Yeah. And I think a part of like that conscious part of a relationship is being able to like bring these things yep. to conversation with them. Yep. Rather than whether it's like, talk publicly about it like oh we've God,
0: done 100%. or
1: more so like more commonly like rant to your friends about it or others about it. It's hard but it's like courageous. It's like a courageous move within a relationship to be like, actually, I'm going to bring this directly to the person that yeah. I'm talking
0: about. Yeah. It's hard though because not everyone can hold mm-hmm. and then, I, I mean, we've done that and I've we've been in phases where we're like, we're always going to be bringing stuff to people, the truth and then yeah. you're fucking exhausted because <laughs> you're like, I know. Yo, this is so hard to like be in integrity all the time, mm-hmm. not into all it's not hard all the time, but it just sometimes feels tough. But I'm excited about this episode. I actually did a workshop in our membership on conscious relationships and conscious loving. And we talked a lot about the opportunity for using the relationships as a tool for growth. And I think the most interesting piece of it all, and I think a lot of us have experienced this, but when you're conscious, you can kind of see what's happening rather than being really stuck in the mud is when you're in relationship and then it gets hard when you get closer and there's a lot to Mm. lose because of the intimacy perspective. So it really is because of the possibility of having closeness in a relationship that issues emerge. So once you are at the precipice of being close, the issues come up for you to experience and heal them. So many of us blame the issues in relationship on a lack of love but it actually is the closeness that brought these issues to the forefront to solve and heal them. So the close relationship is really that powerful light source for people. And when you stand close to that light, you really get that shadow. So the greater the opportunity for intimacy and closeness, the greater opportunity for the shadow work.
1: There's just levels. There's levels to it. I realize the vulnerability piece is so key to keep deepening that intimacy and I felt like and this episode is really kind of an evolution of like before a quote conscious relationship and what I thought a relationship should be and who I should be within relationship and then really softening into this more conscious relationship Mm -hmm. and like the realities of it that I didn't anticipate Mm -hmm. that initially kind of scared me where Mm -hmm. I'm like you're going to see what part of me. Mm -hmm. And it's those moments that actually create an honest, real foundation Mm -hmm. rather than kind of this idea of a partner, Mm -hmm. this idea of who I thought I was going to be as a partner, which is like healed and communicative and all of these things. And then when you're in it, can you be present enough and in your body and grounded to say what's true be seen as that, yeah. in that, and then take the next step together. Yeah. Because before I would just like kind of run and hide mm-hmm. metaphorically where I'd be like, oh, don't look at me like in this state. And it's actually the witnessing of me in that state that brought us closer mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I realized too, I was like in it thinking about something. I was like, oh, wow. Wow. The perfect person doesn't want you to be perfect. They just want you to be you. Yes. Or the perfect relationship really isn't the perfection of you being like, okay, I'm perfect or I'm Uh trying to perceive as if I am because I want to control or I want to feel, yeah, feel in control of things. And so there is like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And then there's always like the doing of the things. And it's like, no, it's really like the you being you is really part of it. And really mm. the magnetism is there. And I really think that the most important thing I'm excited to listen to your episode too is the idea of allowing ourselves be the journey to our fullest potential. But it's so funny because when you're in it, you're like, oh, and that's what I think I've realized mm. the past year in the first year of marriage is like, you know, we say all this stuff and you you share the graphics and you're like, yes, conscious loving. And you see all the people on Instagram that are like at the beach or in Costa Rica in the sand. And <laughs> it's like conscious loving is like whatever. And then you're like, oh no, conscious loving is is literally so sticky and hard when yes. you're actually in it. When you're like the pattern for my body and mind is to avoid, is to run, mm-hmm. is to be stubborn is to be hard-headed is to judge is to over criticize or whatever and it's like that's the that's so unsexy and gross and hard and challenging in the moment and so it's like just such a discrepancy where even I felt like I've noticed myself getting kind of caught in the zeitgeist of our world of like even when I think about the conscious relationship so having like a better understanding in my mind of what that is has helped because I think it sometimes can be another thing where it's like people are now chasing
1: mm-hmm. the conscious, the conscious relation. relationship. You know,
0: it's like exactly. where, especially as women, we're always like chasing, yes. always kind of doing, always kind of wanting the next best thing. And it can be a tool where we're like, okay, is this my husband, a conscious partner? Mm-hmm. You know, and then your totally. husband's like, I just literally want to be a yes. human. And so it's the goal in this is not to Shame or blame or make anyone feel, but just to sort of notice the ways in which we can always focus on ourselves to be more conscious in partnership. Because I've been thinking about this too, where I think a lot of times with women, we have relationships with men. If you're in, because that's the only, I've only dated men. When I've had relationships with men or seeing my friends, it's like there's really good men that have this really clear goal of building for the family or being. Um, a good partner, but don't really understand sort of the nuances or complexities of what women are really looking for as it relates Mm -hmm. to attention or intimacy. And sometimes I feel like women sort of shame them or write them off because of that. But I think when you have a really good person that you're with, male or female, it's like you, all of the rest can be communicated and worked Mm -hmm. through, like if they're willing to go there with you. But I feel like sometimes we kind of kick men to the curb if you're a woman and a man, Just because you're like, oh, they don't do the one thing. They're not meditating every morning or they're not doing all these things. And it's like, kind of have to find the space between where you're really loving the person as they are, even
1: if they're not on the same path as you. It's so key. Something started to switch within me where I would go into relationship and even with Sean in the past where I'm like, I need to change this list of things about him in order for me to fully love him or be here and... I look back and I'm like, oh, that's kind of like, that makes me sad because it was so telling about where I was at that mm-hmm. point. But it's been really actually transformative to see how he operates in his day-to-day mm-hmm. in the world and his relationships as like his own consciousness, own spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. I've shifted the lens just a little, kind of refocused it where I'm like, oh yeah, the way in which he is so consistent with the relationships that mean a lot to him mm-hmm. and he checks in and they do whatever is something that I don't necessarily do. And part of my human might be like, that's annoying. He's always on mm-hmm. the phone with these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's like, wow, that's like his way of connecting. So it's it's a challenge to look at your partner with a different lens because you know them so well. You're with them on the day-to-day. It's easy to get into patterns. It's easy to click in. I feel like you've said that before. Click into kind of this loop of what you know. Yes. You're just kind of on this ride. You're like, this is what we do and Mm -hmm. this is where we go. And it it takes practice and presence to really shake that up Mm -hmm. and be like, actually today, that thing that usually annoys me I'm not going to let that thought and that body sensation to overcome me in a moment. Mm-hmm. I do this practice and I share in this episode of just like letting the love rush in where mm-hmm. I'm like, I love this person so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even when I'm like annoyed by a little thing, I'm like, I want to keep my heart open in this moment because what I'm annoyed about is so silly mm-hmm. and small. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's interesting with like the the patterns because you get into a relationship and it's almost like I noticed when we were working on something in therapy, it was like the argument, the way that it started, it was like we hit a trip wire where it was like the topic was mm. brought up and then we both trip over the trip wire and it's like we are automatically in the same, he's doing what he always does, I'm doing what I always do. And it's like, it's honestly just happens like that where it's like, whoa, you're back in the same state of, him perceiving me to always respond in this way, me perceiving him to always respond in this way. And then we're actually doing that. And it's just crazy. Wow. You know, it's like, I just even remember the moment because we were walking and I was like, oh, this is like a tripwire. Cause I'm like, whoa, we just hit off to the races, but it's been so helpful and beautiful in therapy to be like, oh my, like just to see it differently and pull it apart and sort of walk through it when you have that nervous system regulation, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're able to really be, be more in it. But yeah, the spirituality piece, I think I told you this the other day, but when Justin, I was like, what do you, what would you rate your life right now? You know, just like talking, I'm like, what would you rate your life? And he's like, probably a nine out of 10. He's like, you know, everything's good, but we have our issues sometimes, you know, so nine out of 10. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, why? And I like start to go on. I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. This, And he's like, you just told me six reasons why I should hate my life. And he's like, I don't. He's like, isn't the goal to love your life along the way? And I was like, damn, that is so wow. fucking true. I was like, that is so true. And I'm sitting there and I'm just, it was just so, it was so interesting. So I'm, like, wow. You know, I think in the personal growth world and as women, we always are like wanting more, to build yes. more, to create more, which is beautiful. I think it's really important. That's like part of the feminine is sort of that like continuous creation. Yes, But it's like also just like, When does it stop and when do you actually enjoy and love Mm -hmm. the process? And that's actually really important from a vibrational perspective to be in a state of loving where you are
1: Yes, to move forward. And I think that just speaks to like the the medicine that the people in our life who are like our closest have for us. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like you have medicine for me. I have medicine for you. Sean has medicine for me. Justin has medicine for you. It's like because there's part of you having that bigger vision and having mm-hmm. that desire for more that's actually really beautiful for him to feel. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, But it's like, but the nuanced part is that we can't force. Yeah. We can't impress upon them our own vision and desires. It's almost like we kind of have to be in our own mm-hmm. like experience with that so that in the times that they're receptive and open, they pick up on it and they're inspired by it Mm -hmm. rather than annoyed because they think that's how you want them to be.
0: Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, It's always like having people come to the realization and the conclusion on their own versus like, I I mean, that's the whole thing.
1: (laughs) And in my mind, I'm like, it's always the other partner. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, I already realized. Mm -hmm you know, Many that's moons. that's a little bit of my like ego in a relationship where before being in this relationship, I was like, I'm doing so much work. Mm-hmm. So much more than they're doing. Yes. And I'll like help them. Yeah. I'll change them. I'll help them. Like they'll- Codependent. They'll evolve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
0: I mean, that's the whole, and that is so interesting. I did an episode on spiritual ego and, you know, what if my partner isn't spiritual? And it is like so many women are so focused on that. I mm-hmm. mean, preach. I am I did the episode because I can relate to it. It's like, how can you call your energy back and yes. really just like focus on what you're pulling into your vibration and making your life as good as you want it? Because if you're in the most alignment, then the relationship will be there if it's meant to be and it won't mm-hmm. if it won't, you know? So I think that's also really, really important. But yeah. I'm excited about this one. I think it'll be super Yeah, I'm powerful. excited
1: to share and- we should. We might. We might do a couples episode coming up. Yes. We'll see. We have an episode that's out, and we recorded it back in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! So you can listen to that one. But I think also just high level, though. I consider this to be a conscious relationship. This takes consistent practice and work. Yeah. We're not. We haven't arrived. If yeah. that makes sense. Oh yeah. You know. So do you ever? I don't think so. Yeah. But but I'm I'm really peaceful with this practice and commitment to growing together. Yeah. Even if there's no like arrival, like I'm really, it feels, this process feels good and nourishing rather than in the past where I'm like, (gasps) (gasps) yeah, it's crazy to notice. I mean, your nervous system in previous ones
0: (laughs) compared to now. Mm -hmm. I remember one time we were somewhere and you came up and there was someone you were talking to
1: and it was like, (sighs) yo, if I saw someone out, Uh if I saw someone with someone new, Uh uh-huh. I would have like full body reactions, feeling sick. Someone you were dating with someone new? Someone I had just like ended things with and they're like with someone new.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: But then if someone was like in a place where I am and we're kind of dating, but we're kind of not, Mm -hmm. I would always, yeah, giving my power away left and right. Mm -hmm. You know, I never felt powerful. Yes. Never, ever.
0: Yes. I mean, that's very relatable and very… You know, I think for so many women, it's normal. Yeah. That's a yep. normal experience to sort of and that's what's hard is and interesting about the languaging of things. Last thing before we get into it, it's like there's languaging around the feminine that is soft yep. and that is restful. And you know, you want that. But then does that also feel powerful at times? You know, how do you bring the softness and the power of yeah. who you are?
1: I think the power it's like it's just powerful to be yourself. That's the whole thing where I, I, I felt like I wasn't being myself. I was. I was really desperately wanting relationships to, quote, work. Yeah, of course. And so I was kind of like pretzeling. I'm like, Uh how about this one? How about me this way? Yeah, how (laughs) about sporty me? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I was like, I love… Baseball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, pick me up in your pickup truck and let's go to the Dodgers game. Yes, 100%. Country concerts? Yeah. Great. Yes. Oh
0: my God. Okay. Uh, Well, enjoy this one. We have so many other episodes if this one related for you um,
1: about relationships. It's something we love to talk about. So, so glad that we could do this together. Yes. And just to remind y'all, if you're new to Almost 30, We have a free event, Camp Almost 30 Summer Sessions is happening. Mm -hmm. It is free. It's going to be incredible. It is on Saturday, July 30th, and we have special guests. Krista and I are really going to bring you through a very, very immersive experience. Really, our intention is that you will be able to feel what it is like to be in the Almost 30 membership. So we'll have workshops, we'll have guided meditations, experiences, movement, healing, all within three hours. Yeah, I'm excited. If you've been to camp before, I highly
0: recommend it. We've done a few in the past. It's kind of our staple. We've had thousands and thousands of you join from all over the world. And it really is just a beautiful opportunity for you to dip into the Almost 30 World for free. This year, we have rising woman, Shalina Ayana, speaking at camp. So she's very much relationships focused. She's very much Mm -hmm. self-love focused. So it's going to be super powerful. We'll have a sound bath. We'll have some movement from Lindsay and I, and we'll have some surprises. So join us for free. This is basically launching our membership open enrollment. So we have a membership that we only open for enrollment twice a year that Lindsay and I pour into day in and day out. We try and make it a super special place for people to find topics they're interested in, people they can relate to, and things that they love to help them on their evolution. So we have workshops, we have community hangs. We have teachings from Lindsay and I. We have bonus episodes. We have
1: downloadables. We have giveaways. Meditations. Healings. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite the full resource and you can really choose your own adventure. So you can go in there. And if you're feeling like, I just want to like dig into the workshops this month mm-hmm. and like just really learn, maybe you want to integrate and use the healings as a way to integrate. We love hearing from you all and how you make it your own. So you can sign up for camp for free, almost30.com slash camp. And if you want to learn more about membership before we open enrollment on the day of camp, which is July 30th, you can go to almost30.com slash membership. All right, let's get into this
0: episode. Almost30.com, Lindsay said. Almost30 podcast on Instagram. Almost30 podcast on TikTok, baby. Yeah. We're TikTokin'. Um, I'm <laughs> on Instagram at it's Krista,
1: And I'm at lindsay Simsic, And we are in our DMs, so DM us. Thank you for listening. And we will see you on the other side. See you soon. Bye. Mm. Conscious relationship. We've heard it. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Does it make you feel intimidated? Does it make you feel behind? Does it inspire you? Is it something you have and you have gratitude for? Is it something that you are working towards? It's one of those buzzwords that's in the relational space right now. Uh, I see it a ton on social media. And I think it's a beautiful concept that we are being made aware of. That we can experience in our relationships. And I don't think I knew what a conscious relationship really entailed. <laughs> so, in today's short solo episode, I really wanted to just kind of peel back the curtain on my relationship with my partner, Sean, through the lens of a conscious relationship, which I believe we have and the realities of what a conscious relationship really calls forth from both people and both souls. It can be intense at times. It can be a little messy, but it is a really spectacular part of being in a conscious relationship. It has helped me to stay when I want to run away. It has helped me to remain in my body when I want to leave. And it has just over and over, supported me in recommitting to what I am here for, not only in this life, but in this relationship and why we have met, why our souls chose each other. And it's been really beautiful. So, whether you are single or in a relationship, I believe this can really support you in any relationship. And perhaps you're calling forth a relationship and this can kind of help you align to the frequency of a conscious relationship, which is what I believe I did at the end of my single season. I really was in a deep and still am in a deep relationship with my soul. And it's like my soul and I kind of went out and seemingly stumbled upon my now partner. So let's chat. I was listening to Abraham Hicks the other day, the podcast, Infinite Intelligence, and they were talking about finding a relationship. This person asked, you know, I want to find a relationship. And Abraham said, okay, so you want to find your soulmate. You know how you do that? Mate with your soul. (laughs) They're so cute. And it's true. It's really, really true. This relationship that you have with your soul sets the tone for every other relationship. In my program, The Sacredness of Being Single, this is really the core of the teaching. It's this relationship with your soul, which kind of feels like your intuition, right? You're constantly connected to the deep knowing, the feeling in your body when something is right or wrong, aligned or misaligned you are getting quiet enough to hear those little whispers, to feel those nudges, to get that like sudden idea download of like, I want to do that and then do it. And that is just being in constant collaboration with your soul. This is essential in a conscious relationship that you are remaining and really prioritizing that relationship with your soul. I think we are kind of programmed to abandon ourselves a bit in relationship. I know I was in the past and to really cater to this person to abandon self so that the needs of the other are met in order to keep the relationship going. And that never fared well for me. I don't know about you. I'd be curious to know, but it's so important. And Sean has really taught this to me That I am always remaining true to who I am in every moment and making decisions from that centered place. He's very, very, very perceptive and very sensitive to moments when I completely abandon myself and I'm defaulting to what I think he wants or someone else wants. And candidly, it bothers him. And in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm trying to do what's best for you. And, you know, and I kind of put it on him and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I didn't ask for that. And I want you to follow what feels good for you, even if that means it's not what I would have chosen. But we serve each other when we choose ourselves in moments. And that, Has just changed me on a cellular level. It's been a practice, but I just feel so comfortable trusting myself. I feel so comfortable following those pings and not being super distracted by, well, what is he going to think? What is he going to do? And, you know, is this the best for the both of us? And I'll just like kind of insert a little caveat. Yes, we absolutely make decisions where we are coming together and absolutely. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Thinking about what is best for the both of us, for our future family, for our future. But what that is rooted in is our understanding of our soul's call, and it really brings the most information and the most heart to the conversation when we talk about those things. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to set the tone with that idea of we must stay in right relationship with our soul. We need to tend to it every single day. That might look like meditation, journaling, that might look like taking a walk by yourself and really reconnecting with what your soul is saying to you and desiring. It could really be your own very unique template every single day, but it must be consistent, and your relationships will thrive because of it. Sometimes, within conscious relationship, our soul is speaking to us in a way where we're like, wait, that will disrupt what's been going on in this relationship. That will disrupt our routines and what we're expecting the plan to be. And I don't know if this person has seen or heard or felt this side of me before that you're asking me to bring forth. And we have to trust that our soul has chosen this other soul to be in relationship with. And that when we do get those nudges that feel like they're going to kind of mess everything up or just scramble it in a way that might make the other person feel uncomfortable. We have to trust that it is all a part of the soul contract we have with this person and that it will be for the greatest and highest good of all. That has been such a mark of the conscious relationship in my experience that we are constantly following that soul's call. I've also realized that in conscious relationship, it is not for me this experience of, ah, this other person, this, this twin flame that I've been looking for my whole life that fills every hole and shines a light on my shadows, though that does happen sometimes. But it is not this idea of puzzle piece completing me. It is not this idea of me finding in this person what I haven't found in myself. Or, what I don't value in myself, I value in this person. Because what you're looking for in another is often not there. It's something that I had to learn again to get right within myself before truly unconditionally loving another person. While I learn so much from Sean on a daily basis, it is not the energy of, completes me. It is, ah, this helps me to be more of myself, to expand into who I really am on all levels, in all dimensions, in every moment. And it's nuanced, right? And it's it's very subtle at times and can smack you across the face other times. But we have to recognize in relationship when we are really needing the other person to be something for us, to complete us, to be the thing we're looking for, be the feeling we're looking for, be the person we're looking for, be the answer we're looking for. When we've come together with another person who is really just enhancing and calling us forth to be more of who we are. And that's what we want. And that's the difference I've felt in this relationship. That's why it feels so conscious. That's why it feels as though I am constantly being stretched and then embodying more, stretched and then embodying more. And it's a really, it's a really magical feeling. For a human, it can feel like very uncomfortable at times. So if That is your experience right now. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Like it is more than okay. And just know that that feeling will pass. You need to find clarity within yourself and then find alignment within yourself and then call in the person and then have the conversation within your relationship. So it always comes back to that alignment within self. You know what I love during the summer is just a good, fresh mani on a consistent basis. But with all the traveling and just like being out and about that summertime brings about, uh, I'm not inclined to just sit in a nail salon and spend all that time and money getting my nails done. So I wanted to start doing them at home and I am so freaking excited. Krista and I are obsessed Olive and June is making that possible. You can become your own manicurist. You can have fun. You can do it really well. And it takes no time at all. Plus, you'll save money. So I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about their Manny system, which is basically just an incredible manicure process that you can do at home. They provide all of the tools, all of the polishes like they got you. And I want to talk about the Instant Manny, which are press-on nails, which is like such a throwback for me. I loved press-on nails when I was younger and now we're bringing them back and they are the best quality. Krista just had her on for three weeks. Unbelievable. So first of all, the Manny system from Olive and June. Okay, so I did this the other night and it's a game changer. So basically it comes with an incredible set of tools for you. For example, you get... The Cuticle Serum, which is with cactus flower. It is super nourishing, leaves your cuticles hydrated and lovely. It comes with a cleanup brush. So basically you can perfect your manicure. You can dip it into uh, the polish remover pot and clean up around your mani. You get a super glossy top coat. Their top coat is unlike any top coat I've ever used. It's freaking phenomenal. Leaves it super, super shiny. Comes with a nail clipper with a straight edge, which I like so I can get any shape I want. Manny file, a nail buffer bar. And what I really love is the poppy. So basically this helps you to grip the nail polish um, brush so that you can use your right and left hand and get a super smooth coat onto your nails. So, Love the Manny system, comes with everything you need. You can choose your own polishes, which I love. I love just like getting a freaking rainbow of different colors depending on my mood. I will choose or maybe I'll use them all. Okay, so I also really, really love the press-on nails. So the Press-On Manny system comes with the Press-On Nails of your choice. Yo, you have to check out all of the patterns, the designs. They're so cute. And for every mood, it comes with a nail clipper, nail file, nail buffer. Um, It comes with a new gentle Manny cuticle pusher. So in order to put on these Press-On Nails properly, you just need to gently push back your cuticles. Uh, They have a cuticle serum, as I mentioned before, the nail strengthener and a removal kit. So this is really important. You have to remove your press-ons properly in order to keep your nails super healthy. And Olive and June are all about keeping your nails incredibly healthy incredibly healthy, non-damaging and non-toxic. They're long lasting, both the polishes and the press-ons. They are made from 94% upcycled material, which is awesome. They come in so many different shapes and lengths and sizes. So if you're worried like, oh, my nails never fit, like it just doesn't work. No, they have the size for you. And the great thing about press-ons, no dry time, baby. All right. So Olive and June is it. This is how you are going to have the flyest nails all summer. And it's possible at home. Visit oliveandjune.com slash almost 30. That's oliveandjun com slash almost 30 you're going to get 20% off your first Manny system. That's oliveandjune.com slash almost 30. oliveandjune.com slash almost 30 for 20% off your first Manny system. Another pillar of the conscious relationship that I didn't expect was this idea of giving and receiving within the partnership. And I thought going into a, quote, conscious relationship, I just have to be giving, giving, giving unconditionally. And the receiving part wasn't as natural and it wasn't as, yeah, within my consciousness. And so I really had to bring that forward and it's felt so good. It's felt so good. And I think it's felt so good because it has completed the system. And in this book, Receiving Love, Transform Your Relationship by Letting Yourself Be Loved by Harville Hendricks and uh, Helen Hunt. It's an amazing read, especially for couples. Giving and receiving are part of the same system, they say. There are many factors that go into creating the complex system of interactions that constitute a committed relationship. But if we isolate just one of those factors, the ease or difficulty with which one of one or both partners is able to receive love we can get a general idea of how the whole relationship is affected. So for example, if we're looking for love, we are unlikely to receive it because we are in the looking rather than the receiving mode. If we demand love, we will not get it because love does not survive when one partner is functioning from such a deprived position. If We expect love, we cannot receive it because doing so would mean altering the consciousness of expectancy to which we are attached. So we must create this harmonious system of giving and receiving, which I've just now it feels natural. But in the beginning, I really had to remind myself like when Sean looks at you and says something so genuine from his heart, looking in your eyes you can be in that moment. You can be in your body, in your experience, receive it without needing to deflect or give it right back to him. You can really deeply and authentically receive it. And when we give ourselves that time and space to do that, then the giving becomes more Natural and from that place rather than, well, they give me a compliment, so I have to give them a compliment. It is the deep giving and receiving that I have learned in this relationship, and it's really transformed how I give and receive in every relationship. They also say that, and I thought this was fascinating connection is not the same as relationship. You can be in a relationship without experiencing connection, but connection is defenseless relating. To have a strong connection, partners have to open themselves to each other. When they do that, they're able to be vulnerable, silly, and authentic. They can meet each other without defenses. They're willing to share themselves and anxious to learn about the other. They give and receive freely. In order to give, they must be open. This openness and the vulnerability that comes with it makes it possible to receive. When there is true connection in a relationship, giving and receiving are not separate activities, but different places along a continuum of exchanges. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're feeling like, oh man, like I, my partner gives me compliments all the time and I feel like I haven't given any and it feels really imbalanced and oh, I need to do that more. It's from that place of, needing to settle the score that if you really checked in on a soul level that doesn't feel aligned right and so how can we go a few layers deeper of am I really able to receive the love and the compliments in this case that my partner is giving me what about that is hard for me to receive and really, kind of peeling back those layers, I would recommend journaling about this. For me, it was really important to focus on, like, huh, okay, like, let me really receive this. How does it make me feel when he says these things and looks in my eyes and um, shows me affection in that way? How does it make me feel? What am I grateful for? How does it change my day? And really let it land. And then that openness that receiving mode is really the spark for me from which I can then give, give, give. And so it's just this beautiful loop, this continuum, as they say. So within a conscious relationship, I have felt triggered many times, many times over. Triggered by what maybe he said to me or habits that he has or how I have reacted to particular uh, situations. I didn't expect that in a conscious relationship. I'm like, isn't it supposed to be just like peaceful and stuff? Like it just supposed to be peaceful, right? And I think I had to really break it down. (laughs) I had to understand that in order to experience peace within a relationship, there had to be full transparency there had to be the full acknowledgement of what was coming up why it's coming up I'm telling myself it's okay that's coming up and also the higher acknowledgement that like wow our souls chose each other and he is playing a part in my soul's evolution and how cool and this moment where I'm feeling so triggered, so uncomfortable, is a part of the plan, I suppose, for the lack of a better term. And that has really helped me in those moments where I'm like, "Oh, fuck this! I'm out, You know? Rarely am I feeling I'm out, but I just want to like run away for like, an hour? And it's really helped me stay. It's really helped me not to bury my head under the pillow in shame. It's helped me to recognize like, wow, he is helping me to shine a light on a part of me that needs a little tending. And so in relationship, whether romantic or friendship or family, let's bring that consciousness. Let's welcome it. Let's, let's shout gratitude for it because you are being stretched. You are being given this opportunity to really see, really see, and perhaps really heal that part of you that keeps popping up that's like, hey, (laughs) hey, remember me? You haven't looked at me. Look at me. And it gives you the opportunity and invitation to like move through it and move through it together. That's an important piece of conscious relationship is like this Awareness of by both partners that, yeah, we are in process. We're imperfect. We've both got stuff. Inevitably, we're going to dig up some stuff for each other, knowingly or unknowingly. And that's a beautiful thing. And we are in a safe space together to be able to work through it together if that's what we need. And all is well. And it will pass and we will grow. That's a commitment. So if you're in a relationship, maybe you can bring that up. Bring that up to your partner like I just want to acknowledge like how cool it is that we've come together in this partnership and that like we bring up a lot for each other. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's not, but like how cool that we're being given the opportunities to just grow together and I'm just so grateful and If at times I seem frustrated or embarrassed or like I don't want to deal with it, I just want to acknowledge that that's just my human being uncomfortable, but I'm really, really excited to grow with you even when it's hard. So like bringing that to the table so you can just have that understanding, you know, when things come up so that you don't get too caught up in the melodrama of the moment because inevitably you're just growing, you're stretching. It's really beautiful. Another aspect of a conscious relationship that surprised me was just what unconditional love really meant. Unconditional love. And I've learned this so deeply through my relationship with Sean. It really starts with unconditional love for myself. Sorry, spoiler alert. Unconditional love for yourself really allows you to have unconditional love. Or others, and I experienced the contrast years ago when I was dating people, or when I was in a long-term relationship. Years and years ago, I didn't really love myself unconditionally, and so I was projecting that conditional love onto my partners, and it was just—it was like a minefield. It was a minefield. Like they couldn't step two steps to the right without me being like, "Oh God!" But I've had to slow down. My thoughts. I've had to rewrite a bunch of stories. I've had to get really honest with myself about what is really coming up and why I feel the need to control or criticize. And I've started that with myself. And then I look at other people, friends, family, my partner, and I just see their humanness and I see their soul just gliding along, learning day by day. And I'm like, oh, wow. I have compassion for that person, and I'm not going to be as critical. And I don't feel the need to control because that's not my job, and that won't help me, and that won't help them. It's been a beautiful change of lens. You know, I see myself and others more often, and I really see God in myself, in my partner, in really all people. And um, it's transformed the way I relate, it's transformed the way I show up, and it's transformed the way that I love. And I'm so grateful. Okay, this is my number one recommendation when it comes to apps on my phone. This is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about, which is so me. Uh, it's called Truebill. Truebill, T R U E B I L L. I don't know if you knew this, but on average, People save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Have you heard? Have you heard through the grapevine? It's unbelievable. So what I do think you know is that subscriptions, any type of subscription, they make it hard to cancel. It's just kind of the way it goes. Truebill makes it incredibly simple to cancel. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions and have any trouble with it, they got you. They over over 2 million users and help them save over $100 million. When I first got Truebill, get this, okay? I realized that I was spending $147 every single month in unused recurring subscriptions. I was like floored, embarrassed, Holy moly. Took my breath away, but Truebill took care of it. I'm totally obsessed. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash almost 30. Do it right now. Truebill.com slash almost 30. Go right now. It is free to start. Okay. Truebill.com slash almost 30. You'll save hundreds a year. That's T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L.com slash almost 30. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If DeLune isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. And finally, this is a shorty I know, but I feel like I want to Drop this and then just let it marinate with you all because I believe that you are your own teacher and that, you know, me just sharing in this way, just plants a seed and then you can really water it and tend to the soil and allow whatever's to come up and bloom for you be what blooms for you. Finally, in my relationship, it's been so important and surprising that I must recognize what I have already created. It's really easy to blame your partner. It's really easy to blame anyone in close proximity to your experience. But in order to create more of what you want, we must acknowledge and really see what we have already created. We've created what we're currently experiencing, which might be undesirable and uncomfortable. We've created that. And so in a relationship, it's really important that we recognize that for ourselves and also hold up a mirror to our partners at times because it's, again, really easy to play the blame game and it's really easy to deflect. And if we can understand that our thoughts, how we really feel about ourselves, our attachment to the outcome, our like gripping of, "Oh, this needs to work out," has all created our current circumstances and keeps recreating things that we don't desire because we're focused on the undesirable thing rather than letting it go and trusting that we are being guided to something greater, brighter, lighter. And so, can you right now, write down? Some of your current experiences, positive, negative, all of them that you're kind of like just tending to thinking about most often. And let's really break down like what created this. And we must approach this with love and compassion, non-judgment. What created this? Huh? Very interesting. Okay. What created this? I'm currently working with Nikki Novo. And this is something that came up in our session. Um, Just this idea of like, we are incredibly powerful creators. And in order to create more of what we want, we must recognize what we've already created. And a relationship will show you that like a mirror every day. Are you willing to really see it though? Really acknowledge it. Take responsibility for it. And really own that wow if i have the power to create that i have the power to create what i really want and you have the power in a relationship to co-create on that level we have to be conscious of what we're bringing to that co-creation so we got to really be aware of the self-talk the inner dialogue about your partner the intentions in your relationship dynamics yeah it all we got to we got to really get clear, and get honest. And then we can co-create on a level that will blow your mind and change your life. My wish for you is to bring more consciousness to your relationships. You deserve it. You're a conscious being. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that. My wish for you is to not focus on attaining the conscious relationship. This is an ongoing practice. I don't think it's a destination. The conscious relationship is a practice. It's never perfect. And you can really tell when you're in it by the feeling and trust that feeling. I wanted to recommend a few reads to support you in this. Receiving Love, Transform Your Relationship by Letting Yourself Be Loved by Harville Hendricks and Helen Hunt. I love Wired for Love by Stan Tatkin. This is understanding your partner's brain and attachment style and how it can help you diffuse conflict and build a secure relationship. And then for my singles, Keeping the Love You Find, I really, really love. And then Shalina Ayana, she's rising woman on Instagram, her new book, Becoming the One. Incredible, 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 whether in relationship or single. Okay, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I love these solos. If you do too, let me know. I would love to hear from you and any other topics, questions you have. I would love to dig in. But until next time, stay conscious, baby. Just kidding. What's a better sign? (laughs) How about just I love you and I will see you soon.
0: Thank you so much, Lindsay. Again, that was Lindsay Simsek with her solo. We have a lot of other solos. Both Lindsay and I love to do episodes where we just dig in on teachings and things that we're going through, things that we've learned along our journey. So make sure you're subscribed to Almost 30. We have new episodes every single week and we have a library of over 500 episodes
1: you can dig into on topics that we know you love. We'll see you at camp on July 30th. You can go to almost30.com slash camp to sign up absolutely free. So reserve your spot now. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. You can find all discount information in our show notes and on our website, as well as our other partners there. Thank you all for listening. We love you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. We'll see you soon.